on the way to the bathroom, you have to watch out for the next Yeah, It's awesome that we are able to do this and utilize our team and assets that we have today in the slow season, getting ready for the busy season. But it's taken a lot of planning to make sure we have the cash to do it, to make sure that we have the inventory to do it, to make sure that we know what to pour. Hi, I'm Katie Roaring. And I'm Eric Roaring. We're the founders of Fontana Candle Co. We took our hobby of candle making from our home and turned it into a million dollar candle business in four years. Welcome to the Candle Couple Podcast. This is episode 26, getting ready for candle season. Make sure to like and subscribe to follow along on our journey. What do we consider peak candle season? This has actually kind of been changing for us over the last couple of years. In 2020, it was like October. 21 was kind of September, and last year was like mid-August. It gets early and er- earlier every year It gets for earlier us. and earlier, which is kind of fun because it helps ease a little bit the cash management, scheduling employees now that we have more of them. And so it's nice to see that volume pull earlier into the year rather than later. And I think an important point to this is if you're selling wholesale, it's going to be earlier. Yeah, you're exactly right, because wholesalers are going to want a couple of months ahead of time so that they can get their shelves Mm -hmm. and systems and SKUs ready for their busy season. I mean, when you think about it, you go into a shop, they're always a couple months ahead on the holidays. Yeah, I think our one employee went into Hobby Lobby the other day and she's like, guys, they had fallout. They had all the pumpkins. Yeah, she was like, it's fall in Hobby Lobby. Yeah, and that was in June. Yeah, (laughs) they're not messing around. It's kind of funny because as you go, it's not necessarily dates on the calendar, but events. So like as soon as 4th of July comes, people start shifting their focus into, okay, kind of back to school now. And not the kids. That's the worst time of the year. Exactly. (laughs) They're thinking the exact opposite. So it's kind of event driven. And as we see 4th of July coming up next week, we are really gearing up for our fall production. Yeah. Today's what? June 27th. I never know what day it is. (laughs) They all run together. But today is June 27th. And not only did we start pouring for fall, last week you had our candle makers pouring for Christmas scents. Yeah. Like I walked in and it smelled like fur and peppermint. And it's like, what's happening here? Yep. We started with all of all of the fall Christmas holiday scents last week. So why did you make that decision? So what we did this year was we're trying to get a little bit more ahead of time. We did our forecasting for this fall. Based on last year's sales, put a little bit of a growth factor on it. We're always doubling, so we at least double when we forecast. Yep, and this year I put a little more conservative, and I think I did like 65-70% increase in sales. Forecasted what we sold in October, November, December, added that forecasted growth on top, and then calculated what kind of candle volume that was. And when we figured out our volume for November alone, it was like pouring eight batches a day. That's a lot. Which is a lot. For our team and our building and everything. Uncomfortably, we can do four a day. And we did that last season. We did that last season for a couple of weeks. But our team does burn out doing that many every day. Very much so. And so trying to ease the pain of November we are starting to pull that volume into June and July and increasing. Which is great because we're typically slow in June and July. So the alternative would be, okay, I have peak season in November. I need to build and manufacture and have a team ready for eight pots a day. Well, 
then you have all this excess capacity in June mm-hmm. and July that will never get utilized. And so rather than building up for peak season in November, we're pulling that volume and utilizing our current assets and team today. And so our demand in June is a pot a day, a batch a day, mm-hmm. but we're still pouring two to three pots and batches because we know we can store that for four months and get ready for the fall. We're also using this time as we build out our holiday and fall inventory to train new team members on the process. That's exactly right. Now there is an issue that comes up with what we are doing because it's an extremely cash intensive Mm -hmm. project because we are paying for all of our raw materials. We have all this labor. We have all this inventory that we're sitting on for the next three to four months that we've paid for. Mm -hmm. And so we have budgeted like thirty, forty thousand dollars in excess inventory just to hang on to it and hold it for a couple of months. And I think not only does it have um, cash flow implications, but you also need to have room to store That's everything. Right. That's right, which we don't have in our current building. I know a lot of makers and manufacturers that for this type of thing um, get storage units. Yep, and they fill storage units with their excess inventory. And I can fully understand why, because mm-hmm. we are we literally are starting to put back stock into our hallways. Yes. So we are <laughs> on the way to the bathroom. You have to watch out for the back stock. Yeah, it's awesome that we are able to do this and utilize our team and assets that we have today in the slow season, getting ready for the busy season. But it's taken a lot of planning to make sure we have the cash to do it. Mm-hmm to make sure that we have the inventory to do it, to make sure that we know what to pour. And so if you've watched previous episodes, we say really maintain an inventory sheet of your sales. What did you sell? What size did you sell? What scent did you sell? As all the business gurus always say, know your numbers. Know your numbers. That's the basis of any business. And it's not just financial numbers. Know your numbers. Know your numbers because... Now what I'm doing is I'm taking what we sold last year by cent and size Mm -hmm. and putting on a production schedule, a growth factor of each of those products. So I know I have to pour five pots a month of our best-selling cinnamon orange clove. Well, and the last year there were a couple times that our website was completely sold out of our top sellers. And we will not do that this year. Nope. Like we cannot sell that. It's an opportunity cost that we just can't do anymore. Nope. So we are really focusing on our best sellers, making sure we have great inventory going into mm-hmm. the fall, because not only are we going into the fall and busy season, we are moving our warehouse. Yes. And we're moving tentatively August 1st, which means production will probably be down for a week. Mm-hmm. As we set things up, tear things down, refigure mm-hmm. out where everything's going. And then once we get running again, we're going to be running slower for a while yep. until our team gets the lay of the land. Yep. Anytime you've ever moved your house, you know, you don't know where you put the forks. And so that's exactly what we're planning. Our processes for. are going to be completely Completely changed. screwed up. Yes. And so that's why if we can at least get shipping up and have finished product available for them. For them to ship. Yep. We can focus on that and give us kind of a a capacitor of Because again, in August, when our volume starts to tick up, we can't have our website be down. Nope. That is not an option. It's been a lot of planning. So getting ready, the earlier you can get ready for busy season, the better. Are we launching any new scents this fall? Yeah, we've been working on formulating new fall and holiday scents for probably two months now already. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and we will start now WIC testing them and getting ready to finalize those formulas and containers. We're also working on a new container vessel, and that means we're going to re-WIC test everything. And I think it's very important, and we talked about this two episodes prior, knowing your steps to launch new products and knowing your average timeline so you can really um, schedule in new product testing and development. Yeah, because it does take a lot of time. You don't want to rush product development. I learned that. You don't want to scramble to get a new product out the door and then have it be low quality. No, right. Not smell good, not burn Mm -hmm. well, not appear well. Yeah. So, right. You can't rush it to just say, oh, it's fall. I have to get something out. Take your time. Yeah, know your timeline and really plan ahead. And then add an extra month to it because there's inevitably (laughs) something. For all the things that go wrong. Right. Because your first formula isn't going to work or your product designer isn't Mm -hmm. going to have time to fit you in. Mm -hmm. Always build in a buffer. So, if we get to the new building and we find that our fall capacity or fall sales and holiday sales are so much greater than you forecasted, Will you do anything to pivot, like hire temporary holiday help? Any any thoughts on that? Fortunately, we've got a nice queue of people who have worked for us before that want to come back. And so, for, we, yeah, for part time for part time holiday, which is nice because when there's a thousand candles to wick a day, it's nice to have an extra set of hands for a couple hours. And they know what they're doing. They know what they're we doing. Don't we don't them. have to train them. So fortunately, we've had a lot of part-time people that do want to come back for a short little stints. But I don't know if I... W- like the large 3PLs at a holiday, they always bring in yeah, the temp, temp staff. That's just not part of our plan right now. No, and I, I don't want to sound snobbish or anything, but our I'm very protective of our mm-hmm. team. And I don't want someone coming in... That isn't going to jive well with the team just for because we have to get things done. I don't want we don't want to erode the culture that we built. That's so important to us. And And so a temp employee is not going to appreciate the culture in most instances because they know it's not permanent. Right or wrong. I've always been hesitant for temp labor just because you can't expect the most out of them. Like they know it's a part time gig. You know, it's Mm -hmm. a part time gig. And so why would you ask them to go above and beyond or expect them to go above and beyond for you and your company? I was a temp worker back in the day when I uh, worked at a bank. Yeah. Yeah. I was the part of the temp staff. Yeah. But of course I always wanted to do an amazing job in everything I do. So they did ask me to stay on after my my contract. If you can offer them, hey, if you do well in this temp job, you get full time. Okay, yeah, then there's a little more more incentive. But it's hard for us because then volume drops off substantially substantially. in January. It's like we can't keep all of full. Right. So that's why it's I'm very hesitant on temp employees. And so I would rather budget the cash, use our current team and assets today and just sit on that inventory. I think it's important to know too, our staff knows during the holiday season, there's so many opportunities for overtime Mm -hmm. and they really appreciate that Mm -hmm. because then they have extra cash for holiday shopping. Like they are so excited for overtime opportunities. And we push our staff hard. And one last year we gave them all the week between Christmas and new year's off Mm -hmm. as paid. And Every part of me wants to make that a standard process every year. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be. It has to be because we push our team. We push them hard. It's not so much we push our team. It's 
the volume, the business itself picks up so much Mm -hmm. and our team just inherently wants to do a good job exactly it's not like we're cracking the whip on them no no they just want to inherently want to do an amazing job yeah and that's why i i will we will bend over backwards to make sure we can give them that week off because that's important Mm -hmm. to show it's a nice perk mm -hmm, to show that we really do appreciate the work they've done for us Subscribe and follow along for more e-commerce success tips so you can build a seven-figure e-commerce candle brand too. And if you have any suggestions for future episodes, drop a comment below.